For the best show in the Pacific Northwest, here's my dad to his boyfriend, him, and friend. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 242 now of the Ron and Don Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to tell you why doing nothing will actually make you more productive. Also, cheap travel. Is that over? Over! Cheap travel over. Ron is not going to like that. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Weight gain during COVID. New study out says that we gained about two pounds a month. Two pounds a month. Are you kidding me? Two pounds a month. Anyway, I know for you and I, as we gotten older, we're thinking about longevity. We talk about weight. We talk about moving. Uh, we're sitting in our Les Schwab studios right now. We have microphones everywhere. We have all kinds of recording equipment. But then we also have boxing gloves and we have a Peloton. We got biking shoes. We got dumbbells. We got all kinds of stuff in here. And if you had been here at 5 o'clock, 5.30 this morning, that's where my journey begins in this room. And I had to create this room really out of necessity because I didn't want to go back to the gym. I'm still not going back to the gym. Uh, the Peloton, it, w- I w- it seems like the world was ordering a Peloton. Uh, and I ordered this and I waited for this bike, I think, for seven months. And I'd also bought another bike for a partner of mine, one of my real estate partners, my friend Maui Joe, who's been so kind to me over the years. So I bought him a bike uh, and I sent it to him. And so he's been riding his, I've been riding mine. You guys take the same class together? We haven't done that yet. You need to. But my my handle on Peloton, if you want to ride with me, it's, it's called Riding with the King. And his handle is Riding with Maui Joe, because I call him Maui Joe. He's the one that took us swimming with the turtles uh, with my son Gunner. Anyway, I... And in, in I've been on the Peloton now for three weeks. I've been lifting weights and doing all this stuff. And, and I finally have been able to now like really button my size 32 pants. And I was thinking for a while, gosh, I'm going to have to go to a 34. There, 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 maybe there's no going back. Here. I had to go to the 34. Yeah, I was and, down to the 33. And, and, I never got down back down to the yeah, 32s. Yeah, and, and 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 I've been in my life. I've been as high as a 36 before. When I was like, you know, 240 pounds and lifting all these big weights, I could I could carry a lot of weight. And sometimes I was fat, but you just couldn't tell. Uh, I could tell. And 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 so when I kind of went on this journey a number of years ago of wow, I'm going to watch what I put in my body and watch what I drink and. And just pay more attention and try to be present. Don't lift big weights. Do 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 a lot of isometric movement. Um, and that's when I started trail well, running. The, and the doing interesting all that thing stuff. on this study, though, is they think that this two pounds a month is actually low because the, they gathered the data on this from people that are actually tracking. So they're like the 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 two pounds a month comes from people that are weighing themselves because they yeah. use like the Bluetooth enabled scales and people that put information into their health app on their phone. And so these are people paying attention. The people that are paying attention gained <laughs> gained two pounds per month. So they're yeah. like, most likely other people have done more. I, I'm right in this study. Like I, I gained the two pounds a month. Uh and it's funny, I bought this little journal. 
uh, when I went to China. I'd never seen one before. I'm sure they're common, but it has, it's a five year journal. So on every page, it, it's a calendar. You go through it, but there's five years. So you, you write in whatever you want to write in. So I said, like, you know, what'd be fun is I'll write every day, like what I weigh, whether I worked out that day, whether it was a good day or a bad how day, tall I am. how tall I am, how good looking I am. Right. Uh, and it's maybe a significant event if it happened. So I write that on the day. And then the next year, it's the same page and you just put the new, the new date and a new entry. And so I'm going through this and a year ago, I was 200 pounds mm. and now I'm 220 pounds. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm right in this study and I was talking to a buddy of mine this morning and he's up 15. Uh, I'm up, uh, I'm, I'm going to fudge it. I'm up a little over 20. I'm right. I've fluctuated right around that 20. And it, it is a struggle. Mm. It is a struggle because they, they talk about in the article, the ancillary movement you had just from working and having a schedule. We don't have that anymore. So you may have parked in the parking lot and you had to walk you know, several hundred yards to get to your building. And then you walk from the building to get to the coffee shop or whatever. You got to walk down the hallway to, to draw, to go to the copier. Like there was a lot of steps built into your day that now you don't have. Mm -hmm. And then maybe your friend, you know, called you at lunch and said, Hey, I'm walking over to, to see so-and-so in the next building. And you would just have more movement. You could choose to do the stairs. You could choose to do a lot of things. And we don't have that anymore. And so just even the basic movement that you're talking about is has been really really difficult for people so rest assured you're not alone you can do what don did is like just build something in to your home but but also the thing that that i that i found good in this article is to make an appointment with yourself in the same way you would make an appointment with someone else to like go on a walk Put it on your calendar. Yeah, time so, so like say, hey, for lunch today, uh, I am going to make it in advance, something that I can, you know, eat eat in five minutes. And then I'm going to walk. Like go walk for 45 minutes. Like write it on there and you'll see it uh, in your phone or in your calendar. And it reminds you to do yeah. that. A couple of things I'll share. One, if you can shop every day and don't shop for the week, shop every day. What happens when you shop for the week, there's a lot of extra food. And when you feel like eating... Oh my God. You just, you, you eat the week's weeks. You just eat it all. <laughs> the other thing, if you have kids, man, it's really hard. Cause when you're making that pizza for them and you're like, mm, I want a salad. No, I want that pizza. Mm. So, 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 so think about that. Like, like the food that, that my son and I consume during the day at the end of the day, there's still some food left for him and for breakfast and all that. But, uh, my food's gone. It's done. I ate the food that I was going to eat and I purchased, and then, boom! I make an appointment to go to the store. So every single day, uh, you'll see me. You'll see me in the store. Plus, you're you're in the car, as Ron said. You could walk to the store, ride your bike to the store. Uh, it gives you a reason to do that. Second thing that, that I would do that's helpful is study intermittent fasting. What's really hard when you work out and you're always putting sugar in your body, which is what goo is, right? Uh, and when I first started trail running, I would use a lot of goo and a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. And then what your body's doing is it's always burning sugar. And when, then when the sugar's gone, it's supposed to burn fat. But instead what happens is you bonk and you crash and your sugar levels go incredibly off the charts. And that's when you get like really, really hungry after a workout. If you do intermittent fasting. So like this morning in my workout, I burned almost a thousand calories. The last time I ate was last night at nine o'clock. And then I shut it down at nine o'clock. 
I got up in the morning at five and I jumped on my bike and I started working out. The only thing that I consumed from the beginning and the end of my workout to noon was protein. I, I drink a protein water. I just had some protein water and that's it. When you first start doing intermittent fasting, do it every day. Don't do it every other day. Don't do it once every Sunday. Do it every other day. What's going to happen is your body's going to get up in the morning and when it runs out of food, it's going to start burning. And you heard about ketosis. It's going to start burning that fat. You have to give your body time to do that. And what a lot of people think is, oh my gosh, when I go to work out, I got to eat a lot of food before and after. Initially you do, but then through the course of that workout, that's all you're doing. It's like topping off your tank. You're just burning that food that you just consumed before and after, and your body never has the chance to actually burn off some of the fat. Number three, understand this. When you start working out and you don't lose any weight initially, for the first two or three weeks, your body's in shock. It's going to hang on to all the calories that it can. It's going to hang on to every single one. In fact, you're probably going to bloat a little bit. You're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel like you're you're gonna your pants... Maybe you need to go to a 39. Your body will start shedding when you get, get about, when you get third to four weeks, uh, your body's going to start shedding. And then also give yourself a break and remember if you're building muscle, like for me, if I'm trail running and I'm 201, 202, that's very different than if I'm lifting weights and I'm 204, 205, because my body is building muscle versus when you're just carrying a lot of fat. So when they say it's really not about how much you weigh, it's really about how your clothes fit, that's why they say that, and that's why that's true. So, and then time block it, just time block it, and try it for a month, try it for 30 days, see what works for you, and and then what happens when you start getting some of the results that you want, then you can pivot and you can say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and intermittent fast every other day. And every Saturday when I get together with my family, we make this big breakfast. I'm still going to make a big breakfast on Saturday. Or like for my son and I, we have a pizza night every week. And there's a certain place where we go and we get that pizza and we go on a walk to get our pizza and we walk Charlie and it's a family thing and we buy Charlie treats and we go buy Legos typically. We always call my mom. But the difference is instead of sitting there and eating that whole pizza with my son, what I do is I get a salad and then I allow myself a slice of pizza or maybe two slices of pizza instead of eating a whole half a pizza. And finally, remember this, carbs demand more carbs. Anytime you eat some carbs, like I was eating some popcorn today, and after I got done eating that popcorn, I just wanted more popcorn. Anytime you eat Cheez-Its, you just want more popcorn. Anytime you eat anything that has a lot of carbs in it, like even when you're eating pretzels, you ever notice how you can just go through a bag of peanut butter pretzels? It's because your body then starts yearning for that and demanding more and telling you that you're more hungry. Also, keep this in mind. More people are smoking marijuana and eating marijuana than ever before because of this pandemic. Also, a lot of people are drinking. In fact, I was talking to my friend George up at Ken's Market today. He said, Don, we, we have never sold this much. He goes, we sell sometimes more wine in a day than we used to sell in a week. You have to watch your alcohol intake. You just do. And if you're eating or smoking marijuana, you have to understand what that does to your brain. Uh it may relax you, and at the same time, 
it tells everything in your body that it's time to eat when you get those munchies. Try to fall asleep before the munchies hit because usually they hit about 20 to 30 minutes in. So see if you can already be asleep because uh, those munchies, man, that's, that's, a, that's a serious deterrent. Anyway, hope that's helpful. Uh, just give it a try. 30 days, time block, and uh, see what happens. We'll see you on the other side of this. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode, right, and what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. They were precise and clear. They managed our expectations well. If Don saw you know, a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of, they just, they just did a superb job. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. <laughs> That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. I think I was just so impressed with the quality of the work that they did. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. The buying process was wonderful and the selling process felt like we were their most important project. I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to your old friends, Ron and Don, on the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. (laughs) All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 242. You just heard it. We're licensed brokers at Windermere. We have a lot of great clients. Almost all our clients are from the Ron and Don Nation. So we're super appreciative, and we also love hearing your story. We sat down with a young lady this week. She used to be an officer, and she shared a story And it's a story that she just shared with Ron and I. So I'm going to leave it there. She's an extraordinary woman on an extraordinary journey. And she's asked us to now be a part of her journey. Uh, And we are delighted to be a part of it. Okay? It's not about the size of the transaction. It's about the fact that it's personal and important to you, which makes it personal and important to us. We're storytellers in the Pacific Northwest for a long time. And we still are. But we want to know your story. So reach out to us. Ron and Don, sit down. Dot com and schedule your free sit down today. Travel. Uh, they say cheap travel is over. Ron, this must really you off. Cheap travel is over. What well, is? They, they did a study on uh, on airline prices, um, and and during the pandemic, the average airline ticket dropped to like hundred and thirty five dollars. Like it was cra- the 
the, the cheapest airline travel in the last two decades. Only problem is you couldn't fly anywhere. Yeah. So that's why there was no demand. And so we saw market forces take over. And so when there's too much supply, not enough demand, what happens? Price goes down. Kept going down, kept going down, kept going down. There was a time during uh, COVID where the price of a barrel of oil was $0. Uh, it, it, there was just, nobody was driving the $0 for a barrel of oil. I don't understand the economics of how that works, but it was incredibly low. And so now what they're saying is, is it's starting to tick back up. The price of a gallon of gasoline had dropped by like 30 or 40%. So just in the last month, since we've started seeing the, the, the vaccine hit a hundred million doses, uh, people are getting more enthusiastic about the fact that, that they're going to get vaccinated. Airline travel has gone up 28%. Uh, oil, a barrel of oil has gone up, I think, almost 100%. Uh, and you've had the uh, gasoline has gone up 44%. So people are taking road trips. This is going up. It's going up. It's going up. Lodging also, the other metric was lodging. So there were the average price of hotels in the middle of the pandemic was $80. So you could go to a major city, Seattle included, find a, a good hotel, not a crappy hotel, a good hotel. I actually had to do this when my condo flooded. I stayed at, at a hotel right in South Lake Union, brand new, for under $100 a night. Mm. Like, it was crazy. <clears throat> and so they're saying that that also is, is ticked back up. Um, I guess the ancillary benefit of that is now you can start to go places uh, and you can start to do these things. Uh, where in, in in the past you couldn't. So I saw tickets to Chicago for $45, $49. And I was like, I'd love to go to Chicago. It's a great city. What am I going to do when I get to Chicago? <laughs> the same thing I'm doing here, yeah. being cooped up in a room. So most people were like me, where you would have gone to these places that you'd like to go to and you just couldn't. Uh, I am just got my fingers crossed that um, I can go to Italy in the fall. Um, there are now these sort of markets uh, uh, of probabilities where they're saying, what are the probabilities? What are the, the odds you're going to be able to go to specific countries on specific dates? And so I saw an article on this on one of the, the travel blogs that I, that I look at. Italy's at about 80%. They're saying it's an 80% chance that I'll be able to go to Italy when my ticket uh, is for Italy. So fingers crossed. I'm hoping I won't have to cancel that trip. Yeah. More on the other side of this. Thanks for being a part of the Ron and Don Nation. Subscribe to the Nation News at ronanddonsitdown.com. A behind-the-scenes look at everything Ron and Don. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode uh, 242. And by the time you hear this, uh, we brought Holmes on from Everett to Port Orchard um, all the way down to places like uh, Beacon Hill. All the way down the street from your house. All the way up uh, your Queen Anne. Yeah, right down the street uh, from my house on 12th Avenue uh, West. We have a lot going on, and we'd love to be a part of your journey. So just reach out right on Ron at windermere.com. And the wi- website is ronandonsitdown.com. A lot of good research on 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 doing nothing, uh, and if you do nothing, you can actually be more productive when you're doing nothing. What say you about doing nothing and, and being more productive? Because it seems counterintuitive. How do you do nothing and do more? Well, I'll be honest. Like I, I'm guilty of of being in the cult of overworking. Even right now, as we're as we're doing this podcast, I, I an objective person would look at the amount of work that you and I do. 
uh, each week and say, you guys do too many hours. And so that's a product of, I think you and I both have prized and overvalued work ethic. I think both we, we come from a culture where that was the thing. Like if you don't work hard, you have no respect. And so we both grew up in that. And then in the vocations that we've chosen, um, you just had to grind. You had to grind. Um, you weren't allowed to take long vacations because, you know, there was this fear that your audience would go away on a show. And so just over the years, it's becoming, we, we have a groove in our psyche where we're just going to grind and put in the time. Uh, and so this, this article really hit home with me in the fact of your brain needs this time to just disengage. And so they said even things as simple as taking a long shower, looking out the window, like they're, they're, they're not elaborate things. It's like put on a timer, an egg timer for 10 minutes and look out the window. Most of us can't do it. We're going to reach for our phone. We're going to start to scroll Twitter, Instagram, or get some sort of dopamine hit. Look out the window uh, and watch something. Watch a bird land on a tree. Watch a car drive by. Like, just figure out something to do where you're doing nothing. Uh, it's very, very hard. Like, I do these guided meditations in the morning that are 10 minutes long. And some days it's very difficult to just sit there. Uh, and to concentrate on nothing, to just let your mind do nothing for 10 minutes. Like I'm already, I'm going through my day and what's my appointment and what I got to do and uh, when I'm meeting with Don and when's the next listing and all these things. Uh, it's very, very difficult. So you and I had a talk this week where it's like, let's pick a day where we have a day off. And each of us doesn't have to be the same day. Doesn't have to be a Saturday or a Sunday, but like where it's like, Don, you have X day off, go hang out with your son, go do nothing go on a bike ride, go do whatever you want to do. I don't care what you do. Just don't work. Whatever you do, don't work. And then I want to do the same thing. I think it's going to be hard for us to keep that promise and to do nothing. It's going to be hard for us to not check our work email or check in on a project or check in on a work-related item. Um, this one's difficult for me. It's part of the reason why I like the tiny house uh, that I have up by the river is I can sit there and just watch the river. I like having a campfire and watching the river. Um, it gives me this time where it, and, and I've even had guests up there. They're like, dude, stop tending the fire. Let the wood burn. I get up and I grab the tongs and I move the wood around. I get another log. I throw it in there and I make sure the fire's going and I, I'm constantly tending the fire. And it's like, then, let the fire burn. Then you keep, turning, let the fire you burn. keep turning on and off the bistro lights. Turn on the beast light, turn them off. I got the, the boom box out and picking a song. Like it's, it's hard for me to sit there and do nothing. It really is. So I'm, yeah. I'm working on that. How did you respond to this article? Uh, it, I, I, I'm sitting in a yellow chair right now, like in our, in, in our studio and it's down the hall from my bedroom. And when I built this house, and I'm really proud of this house. Like I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this house. Um, and and I built this house around the, around the time we lost our, our terrestrial radio job. So so to be able to even hang on to this house, and uh, and and now to build a day do in, in the back of the house and an AEU downstairs and all that. Like it's work, but like I like it. I mean, there's a 
I had a day off the other day and I, I dug a huge trench that you see outside and, and it's so this house can power the house in the back and someone had to dig the trench and I'm like, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go dig this trench. So, so I like work. And at the same time, I know better. Like is someone that's been a master trainer for 20 years. I know better. I know you shouldn't work out every day. You shouldn't lift weights every day. When you lift weights, you rip your corpuscles and those things can never regrow and get bigger and healthier. If you don't give them time, you have to give your muscles time off. Now, some of us give our muscles like a lifetime off. So we have to watch, watch ourselves doing that. But, but I've done a lot of reading about, uh, the neuroplasticity of the brain and the brain is a muscle. And we always hear about heart health and our heart muscle, but we never hear about brain health in our, in our brain muscle. Uh, and so I, I've really noticed for myself and I, I, I basically have four different jobs and four different businesses, this being one of them, this, this podcast that we really enjoy. And at the same time, it's, it's, it's a job, you know, we're here recording three podcasts today and, and this takes a long time, uh, to do this and we love doing it and, and we love doing it for your guys and it, and it helps propel our business. And then I have an investment business and an Airbnb business, uh, and, and so I have people that rent properties for me and I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. And then, and then trying to figure out how, you know, I have a house over in Magnolia that started taking the roof off of today. So what, what, what I have learned for me is that, and you always hear, don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. I have to look at my phone first thing in the morning. And, and, and there's a reason for that. And it's personal and it has to do with my son. I have to look at my phone. So what I've learned to do now is when I wake up and I, I am no longer setting an alarm for, for when to get up, I'm setting an alarm for when to go to bed. So I'm going to bed a lot earlier and I'm, I'm trying to go to bed by 10 o'clock at night and do some reading. So maybe I'm asleep by 11 and then I know that I'm going to sleep for six hours because that's all I sleep. I'm not going to sleep for eight hours. It's just never going to happen. And there's some, we, we talked about this last week. There's some, there's some good information now that some of us that sleep in shorter cycles that, that we're still healthy and we're okay too. And that's okay. So then, so then when I wake up at five, I know I'm going to check my phone. So I'm not going to beat myself up for that. And, and I need to do that. And, and then what I do is then I put my phone down on my nightstand and just in my boxer shorts, in my socks, cause that's what I sleep in boxer shorts and socks. I walk in here and I sit in this chair. And I do nothing. And I stare out this window and, and I can see the Ballard Bridge from here. And I just sit here and I say my prayers. I pray every day. And then I just sit here. I just, I just, I just sit here. Uh, and then at, at some point when I'm done saying my prayers, I don't do a guided meditation, but I do some kind of meditation. Sometimes I get on this carpet on my face and, and then I, and then I begin my morning routine. I go down and I make a cup of coffee I drink a glass of water with my vitamins for the day. And then I come up and I get on this bike and I ride this bike for probably 30 minutes. And then I have a little routine that I do in here. Uh, and then um, if I'm going to do some writing, I might, I might do my writing then. And, and then sometimes instead of. So do you think you have a deficit of doing nothing? What's that? Do you have a deficit of doing nothing? Well, I'm starting to make space for it. And then what I noticed is because because my brain takes off like yours and i'm like oh i got the thing with g-force and then charlie has to be 
groom today and then we're taking the roof off the thing and then i we have this meeting with three clients and then and then we have uh uh some sit downs and we have three of those so what happens is you you can just live this life of busy and then and then your brain never has that chance to recover in the same way if you're doing bicep curls it never has a chance to recover so i'm trying to time block those and what i've noticed if I write everything down on a piece of paper that I have to do the next day and it's on that piece of paper, then I can go to sleep. I don't feel anxiety. I can wake up in the morning. I can check in on my phone because I have to for a personal reason. And then I can come in here and the phone doesn't come in here. The phone, the, the phone, the phone is in this room right now because our outline for the show is on there. But otherwise, if you weren't here, the phone is not allowed in this room. It's not allowed to come in here. There's no phone allowed. So by doing that, and it's something relatively new that, that I've been doing over the, the last month, I, I'm hoping to give my brain that break. And then when I could, I love work and, and I love helping people. And, and I love, I do, I'm not a TV watcher. I don't Netflix binge. I, I just don't. Uh, I own couches I never have sat on. <laughs> And I'm going to give myself a break and say, that's okay too, because I like that. I, I like living a life of movement because I know someday I'm going to be on one of those walkers with the little tennis balls and, and that's going to be it for me. <laughs> I shared an episode 240 that my son told me uh, after we went to the doctor the other day. Daddy! I'm going to get big and strong like you someday. And when I'm big and strong, you're not going to be big and strong anymore. And you're probably going to have one of those walkers with tennis balls. Don't do that. You look ridiculous. Get a cane. Canes are cool. So get some canes from Walgreens. (laughs) Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by for episode 242. We really appreciate you. You can reach out to us on social media. In fact, uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm Don O'Neill 34. And who are you on Instagram? Mr. Upshaw. Ron Upshaw. <laughs> yeah. Ron's a great photographer, you guys. You should check out some of the pictures that he takes. They're really beautiful. They're awesome. So check out Ron Upshaw on Instagram. And of course, you can find us on Facebook too. Ron it on Sit Down. And if you want to sit down, write Ron, Ron at windermere.com. Right. We've got a great week with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing to the Ron and Doncha. Now it comes to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All right. You keep your head up, you keep your shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Can you believe it? For episode 243. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>